Hey everybody and welcome to the Clearly Podcast episode 2, Power BI Licensing. This was recorded on Wednesday the 14th of October 2020 with hosts Shailen Chudasama, Tom Goff and myself Andy Clark. In this show we give an overview of Power BI Licensing which essentially has three tiers, free, which is where we spend most of our time as consultants with the Power BI desktop. Then Pro, which is a price per user per month subscription model. And finally, Dedicated, which is a consumption model where users pay for cloud compute and storage. We talk through the differences between the licensing tiers, use cases, and hybrid models where an organization can effectively mix license types, serve their needs in the most cost-effective manner. To kick off the show, I'm going to hand over to Tom, who's going to explain the free model. So yeah, really on the free tier, you've got a lot of the core functionality for Power BI is available for no actual money, um, particularly downloading Power BI desktop. So if you're a Power BI developer, effectively most of the time, as Andy's alluded to, uh, you're actually working with Power BI free. Um, no no so money, you, yeah, Tom. Hmm? What's well, that? No, no money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just, 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 just throwing it out there, you know. Just no, no, no money. Yeah, no yeah. money. <clears throat> so when we talk it's about free, free we're, we're not talking about the number between two and four. No, because you said no actual money, so it's like no money. Yeah. Um, but yeah you 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 are able at at that point to build absolutely any kind of data model you want to build and you can pull from any of the data sources that power bi supports uh in order to to build your power bi reports uh you can even publish them and view them online yourself you just can't share them with other people so you can do so much of what you would do day to day in terms of actually what you're creating in Power BI, you can create uh, just straight off for for no money. If you're going to be, and and particularly if you want to learn your way uh, as to how Power BI works, the free option is absolutely ideal because it means you, you can start learning Power BI without any financial investment. It's only really when you want to start using it in a more sort of corporate setting and you want to share your work with other people that you need to start moving towards actually having to license the product at all. So, so with free, brilliant. You have no licensing considerations. You download the Power BI desktop. You can actually set up a Power BI account. You can publish yourself. Um, so, you know, you can, you can learn everything Power BI very easily and a low cost other than your own time. So, Andy, Tom, you mentioned, you mentioned that the next step up is when you need to go and share and Shailen, I think I'm going to turn over to your good self to explain the pro model, the costs and the reason why somebody moves from free to pro. Yeah, sure. And I think we should, um, also just mention, you know, you mentioned desktop, um, the thing with desktop is, um, yes, it's a free download, right? So you go to the Microsoft site, you download the product, and desktop is the report authoring, report creation tool. Now, it's an important point because if you go to a lot of other competitive products or other um, analytics products, um, normally it's a, a time-bombed uh, you know, uh, trial version. 
So you can download their report creation tool and you may get a couple of weeks. If they extend it, you may get a couple of months. But with desktop, that is, is, you know, desktop is free. So um, just wanted to mention that as well. And so, no, um, good point. Good point. Yeah. That's really, uh, it's really important stuff. All right. So, so moving on to pro, pro version. Yeah. So the pro version is when you know, and Tom's mentioned when you when you, when you start sharing. So that's that's kind of in an organization. Imagine you're in an organization. You go ahead. You've created something, and typically, what we have noticed as well is someone you know they have downloaded it. They have started to play, and they've started to create a few reports. Um, then they ask a question, oh, but now, now I've created this lovely report pack, let's say a management report pack, and now I need to um, give people access to it. How do I do that? Do I just send them the file, you know, the desktop file? Well, you can do that. You know, it's like sending a, an Excel file. I mean, if they change it, it's changed. And how do you control it? So, uh, you know, this is where Pro comes in. So um, this is where you can create an environment within the service called a workspace. You create a workspace, you create multiple workspaces, you upload your report, your report findings, or your, you know, your report pack to that particular environment, that workspace. And that's when you can start sharing. So you can have multiple workspaces. And in our, you know, um, what we have what we have seen and uh, with you know clients that we work with, they have different, they structure them differently. You may have workspaces by department. You may have workspaces by, uh, you know, how they wish to use them, or maybe just a, a number of users within a workspace. So you may have a workspace on this is management information. Upload that, and then you can start sharing it. As soon as you share that workspace, they are immediately notified. They are notified, um, so the users within there are notified, and they can start. Um, looking at that report and interacting with the report as well. I think the other, you know, the, the, the thing here is a lot of other products will have different levels. Yeah, so um, you have may have an interact license or, or you may have um, a view kind of license um, within Power BI um, as if, you know, that, that pro account kind of does everything. So, um, they can interact with the report. They can view. They can view, and then you can enable or disable certain functionality, like things like export. Um, but that that's kind of the next next tier, and, and the ability to share within an organization. And that's the important thing. And, what, and one of the things that I've noticed recently with and the number of corporate users that they that, that people will see as part of their Office three six five licensing, they appear to have a Power BI license, but a lot of the time it's there as a free license, which is which has been provisioned and therefore doesn't give you the access to sharing and everything else. Um, and I think another thing which is worth mentioning, of course, is the Power BI Pro license is a per user license. So at the published rate, well, in the US anyway, so $10 per user per month. Um, so pretty simple flat pricing there. Um, so moving on and looking at premium, when does somebody start thinking about moving from pro to premium? Well, I think the the main driver is is actually a pricing driver. 
Um, and you mentioned there that the pro licensing is $10 per user per month, whereas uh, premium licensing is based on uh, capacity, which is effectively a, a chunk of compute power that you're buying without having to give people specifically named licenses. So if you've got... Um, to usually around two to three hundred users who are mostly consuming reports and not doing a lot of creating of reports, then that's really where the the licensing to to move over to premium and the driver to move over to premium uh, really kicks in, um, because then it becomes cheaper to license premium than to buy three or four hundred pro licenses. Um, the other two things that would, would sort of push you towards a premium type license would be around some of the features that are available because the, the premium license really unlocks um, a couple of different features uh, that I think are particularly important. One of them is the ability to use Power, in, Power BI Embedded. So if you need to provide reporting inside, your, uh, say, a, a supplier portal or customer portal on your website and you wanted to put some reporting embedded into that, then premium is the way you're going to have to go because that's the only way you're going to get around having to have named licenses for every one of your customers. Um, and the other one is around Power BI paginated reporting, um, which allows you to create pixel-perfect, printable-type report formats that would be otherwise unavailable in Pro. Now, it's very unlikely that in a small organization, the need for paginated reports on their own would drive you over to uh, go with a premium capacity because if you're a, if you're an organization of say 50 to 100 individuals the jump between power bi pro and power bi premium uh, in terms of the cost probably wouldn't justify the ability to use a power bi paginated reporting feature um however much you might need that um which is where I think that there is a forthcoming feature that I think is, is worth just mentioning. And we haven't really got dates on when this will be fully available from Microsoft yet. And I should say, sorry, Tom, just quickly, we top, we, we're recording this on the 14th of uh, October 2020. Yeah, uh, that's a good point because you might be listening to this after this has been released. Um, I hope so. But the, the announcement... The announcement um, was made a, a couple of weeks ago uh, that there is a new feature coming called premium per user. So we'll be able to actually license premium features on a user-by-user -user basis. Now, this won't include the embedded ability, but it would include the paginated report ability. What about Tom Sorry, as part of that? Because I've got it with a customer I'm working with right now. Um, increased number of refreshes in a 24-hour period. Yeah, so that would also be included. So the the, incre yeah, the increased refreshes in, within a 24-hour period is also a, 
a point that might drive you toward a feature that might drive you towards wanting to use premium, but the additional cost would probably be cost prohibitive. Whereas premium per user will actually, we assume will let you do that in a more cost-effective manner. Now, it's not clear how that is going to be priced yet. That's not been announced. So as of 14th of October, we haven't got an announcement on that price. Sure. On, the, on that refresh thing, just, you know, just, just to mention there, the refresh at the moment, um, if you don't go premium, is um, eight, eight refreshes a day. Um, Correct. If you're looking to refresh data. Um, with with premium, I, th- I think it's forty eight. Yeah, every, every thirty minutes, that, effectively, isn't it? If you average it out yeah, throughout a day, so it should, yeah. So that you know that should kind of cater for for most most scenarios. Shailen, so um, and and another way you can obviously so there's two more things on this actually. So the first one is another way of licensing, of course, is through an Office three six five license through an E five, um, and and have you seen customers? decide to use that Office 365 license as a way to get their Power BI licenses as opposed to take them as a, a separate subscription. And I think that there's an interesting point there around the other things you get with an E5 license. So it may be a case of that particular bundle suits an organization for lots of reasons. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, the a lot of organizations use um, with, with Office 365, they are on something called E3 now, and I'll say the majority of organizations will be on E3. Um, and E3 doesn't have Power BI um, included, and there's a, a separate cost. So that's when you, you know, you, it's, it's the $10 per user per month um, in addition to your Office e, um, 365 E3. Now, E5 does have, um, you know, a Power, BI, Power BI Pro. So E5, depending on your organization, it will be so much per user per month. Now, a lot of organizations, again, will have E5 or they will um, go for E5 rather than E3. Um, now, we, are work, we, we work with lots of clients uh, across lots of industries um, and a lot of public sector clients actually have E5. So um, as part of their E5 license, they do have Power BI Pro. Um, but it's just work with your licensing partner, um, work out, you know, what your E3 license is, um, what, you know, and the difference between E3 and E5, um, with Power BI Pro, it may not be because sometimes it's, you know, it's more than $10 on top of your E3 license, but with the additional benefits, things like, um, you know, uh, VoIP. Um, etc. With E5, it may make sense to go to E5 rather than just go with E3 and add Power BI um, Pro. Yeah, and then another option, you know, because Pro versus Premium is not an either or. There's a mixed model in terms of licensing, and I think I'd probably urge somebody to go to the Microsoft website, and I'll I'll drop this link into the notes um, where there's a pricing calculator which allows you to go and put in usage scenarios and that will help guide you because you can have a mixture of um, pro licenses whereby you're licensing people uh, per user per month and dedicated capacity. Um, And a further point on dedicated capacity, and maybe this is more relevant in the US in terms of data center location, 
is the ability to be able to have more of a choice in terms of where users are geographically located and where compute power is therefore located within relation to them. Is that something you guys have encountered? Um, I, not, I wouldn't say I've, I've had to deal with that specifically, but actually that is a good point, and it is probably, uh, you say it's particularly relevant in the US, actually I think it's something that is probably quite relevant to some uh, UK and um, EU users uh, because of compliance with the General Data Protection Regulation. And if you are storing PII data, you will need to think carefully about where that data is being stored. Typically, we'll tend to steer customers away from uh, storing too much personal data inside a BI model, but sometimes it's unavoidable. And in those cases, you do need to be putting that thought into whereabouts is that tenant actually located. Yeah, and I think that's like that can be very important for some customers. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It's hugely important for uh, quite a few customers, especially around that security and you know public sector and in defence space. Um, another area that we that we do help um, customers, um, and you know having the UK data centres has has helped a lot. So, and, and another interesting feature, which of course has got uh, everybody focused to a certain extent, is machine learning. Um, and, and and obviously machine learning within a lot of the office suite of products, and I'm specifically thinking about power platform products, um, comes at a premium right now. Um, so therefore, you know, one of one of one of the um, aspects of premium is a certain amount of machine learning capability right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's certainly also true. And again, it, it is, uh, to my mind, one of those situations where, as a fee, as a feature alone, that probably would never justify a jump to a premium capacity based license, but might justify a jump towards premium per user type licensing. How how, how many customers are asking about machine learning right now? Is it a regular? conversation that you're having is it something that's just on people's minds and they want to understand what capability they may have in the future where's it at in terms of the the debates you have on a daily basis one one asked yesterday so so when was that 13th october (laughs) that's like one every day if you just include yesterday (laughs) yeah but um no so this but the whole thing is it's not uh, you know, so clients don't say, "Oh, ML or machine learning as 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 such." It will be things like we have these data sets, and this was a conversation yesterday. We have these data sets. We're capturing a lot more um, subjective data, that, and that's exactly what it is. It's not it's not the objective data where you can say, "Right, that's that." So that's a a red or an amber or a green. This is where they're capturing a lot of subjective data. And they were already trying to do things with NLP um, and and trying to you know make sense in terms of themes around that data. So that that is kind of a conversation, and um, but that that's that's what we're kind of seeing. And it and I think it's a natural thing where, well, there's a lot more data, 
um, making the every, worldwide there's so much data that's been produced, and you know you can you can look at stats on how much data is produced every second, you know, in the in the world. But with that data, there's so much that we can do, and and that's where it naturally lends itself to things like uh, machine learning. Yeah. Okay. Um, if somebody wants to go and get more detail on licensing, um, is confused about licensing as occasionally happens uh where do you recommend they go clearly cloudy.co.uk and and, <laughs> and, no, and no, look, we, as i said in the past it's our podcast we can plug our own our company yeah it's allowed we can help you on licensing um i mean you know the, the thing is a lot of people ask us we can help you on licensing uh read up our blog post on on licensing but you should always speak to your licensing partner yeah, um, around what you have in terms of Office 365 licensing and Power BI and et cetera. Speak to your licensing partner, but also look at the Microsoft uh, website as well. And that, you know, so look at their, look at their calculators and look at the, the licensing um, piece on, on Microsoft. Yeah, and, and I'll drop a link to our website and obviously the Microsoft websites and a few more things that I, I find on the web into the notes for this particular episode. So uh, somebody can go and get that that data very, very quickly and very easily. Um, right, just before we um, land this plane or so to speak, um, any more points on licensing that we've missed? I think the the only one that you would probably additionally mention is that um, if you're a Dynamics 365 customer, you may also have bundled with that various Power BI and other Power Platform licenses. But again, that I mean, in, and in particular, if you're a Dynamics 365 customer, it's really worth talking to your Dynamics partner about what features you actually have available to you there because dependent on so many variables about your environment, um, I can't put it into a nutshell as to what you may or may not have available to you. Yeah, so just go and ask an expert. Yeah, I think for that one, your, your D365 partner will be the expert and will know what you've got available to you there great all right well look tom shaylen thanks so much for your words of advice if you need any help um coming over to clearlycloudy.co.uk we'll be very very happy to help you um we'll write up some details in the show notes this episode and thanks again for listening thank you goodbye Mm -hmm.